1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think.
0: Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
3: Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins. with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Carl McKenna and a familiar guest on Twitter, Ben win Stanley. Guys, we're coming off the back of a, of a very, very good win away at Wolverhampton Wanderers, a 2-1 win and three points in the bag. Lee, what did you make of the performance? Really happy,
1: Mick. Um, you know, all Blues will be waking up with a smile on our face today. Uh, you know, if we were going into work, um, you know, we'd be feeling 10 foot tall. Um, I, I I don't know where to start. Uh, I suppose a good place to start is I'm never going to question Carlo Ancelotti's team choice again because, uh, you know, I wasn't on my own before the game, looking at that team, wondering where we were going with that and and what sort of performance to expect. But as it turned out, it was a a, a classic away performance. Um, I think we executed whatever game plan Ancelotti had. He's a genius. Let's let's get it straight perfectly. Wolves um, Wolves are. The, a decent side, and not many teams are going to go away to Wolves this season and come away with three points. We have, um, and it, it's put us in a really, really good position uh, ahead of a run of fixtures where we can really propel ourselves. And I don't know whether it's time now to start reevaluating our goals for the season because it's wide open. People have, you know, t- no one's sort of taking a hold of this season and, and running away with it. It's, it's And it's there for someone. So why why can't it be Everton? Because we have the hallmarks of a really, really good side who, who, let's be honest, hasn't got out of third gear, in my opinion, this season. So once we get everyone back and firing and fit, you know, the sky's the limit for this team, I think. And, and to say that after two transfer windows with a, still a lot of that sort of dead wood hanging around is just testament to what what Carlo Ancelotti is and how lucky we, we are to have him as our manager. But, yeah, unbelievable performance making a meet-up today.
3: Mm, Carl, there was no Richarlison I used to come off the bench and there was no Calvert-Lewin. Two really important players for Everton going forward. Just how impressive was it, you know, the performance and the, and
0: the workmanlike performance to, to go to Wolves and, and get the three points? Oh, fantastic. You make goals without saying, doesn't it? I mean... Lee touched on a bit of it there. Just like to say, I got the uh, score right as well, get that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, similar to what Lee said, Mickey, you know, Carla wants your Lottie. What is he? Tactical genius, in a nutshell. And no reason, uh, there's obviously a big reason why we pushed hard to get this man in. Um, no DCL, the Charleston wasn't fit. Okay, we'll play two false nines then. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You know, I even myself looked at that and thought, wow, I mean, what are we going to do here? I mean, City have done it. Don't get me wrong, they have the all of these, done that a few times, and they've battered teams like that. Uh, so I, I did, in, the, in my mind, think, you know what, I'm not sure whether the Wolves will even understand this formation themselves, and I don't think they did. Because for the first 10 minutes, we, we never lost the ball, Did I don't think, anyway. No. Um, so <clears throat> I think... You know, the fact that we lost two of our big players, we also had players stand up to the plate. I thought Rodriguez, again, like I said, Mick, on the last one, the last podcast, you know, if you get him on the ball, you, you, there's that much trust in his ability. You can turn games around with that left foot from any part of the pitch. And he showed the game yesterday why Ancelotti tried as hard as to get him in. Because he knows in games like that yesterday, if we get runners round him nine times out of ten, it's going to be a chance.
3: Mm. Mm. Ben, before the game, we were seven points clear of Wolves. Um, you know, we lose the game. It's four points, a bit of a six-point swing. We win the game and we're now 10 points clear against the team that, you know, you would expect to be right up the top seven, top eight positions come the end of the season. So how important is that
2: victory last night? Yeah, absolutely. It's a massive win, to be fair, Mick. Uh, Just a quick one before I start. I just want to say thanks to uh, you three for getting me on today. Um, I really appreciate it. You've got a great platform there. Listen to all your podcasts and... uh, no, honestly, I appreciate it so much. So no, thank, thank you very you. much. Nice Thanks son, for coming ben. on. Nice Cheers, man. Ben. Uh, Cheers. So, well, i seen it as it was a massive, massive win. Just echoing what uh, Lee and Carlos said there, Carlo Ancelotti has been the best signing Everton Football Club have made in the past 30, 40 years. His uh, influence on the team has been second to none. I, I was one last night questioning, how are we going to win this game? Away at Wolves at the best of times with a full fit squad. the fit, the quick, skillful. Portuguese offer them the really, really good team to beat. And to go to Molyneux with a depleted team playing, in essence, a 5 5 0 no, with no recognised striker for me was honestly just shows the commitment and how much these players are, are really throwing themselves into Carlo Ancelotti, Ancelotti's tactics. And because it's changed week in, week out, he's trying different things, trying different formations. And, um, Honestly, I I thoroughly enjoyed that victory last night. It was one of my favourites of the season. And you look at like the expected goals. I think Wolves had a one point two five compared to one expected goals for the ninety minutes, but it didn't feel that way at all. I felt like we were in control. I felt the back four uh were brilliant. Uh Ben Godfrey, what someone was saying before, has been absolutely superb filling at that left back mm-hmm. position. Um, Michael Keane, once again I don't know who's been working on his passing and training but he, he looks a completely different player this year <laughs> oh, no, That's yeah. a great point it, yeah. a way. absolutely superb he's been this year and credit must go out to whoever's getting him in training the short, mid passes, long balls have been absolutely stunning to be fair
0: Man of the match for
2: me yesterday, Keane well, His it, it's, it's distribution
1: has markedly improved that, that is a great observation by the way, a few people have pointed that out it, he looks so much more comfortable on the ball, passing out from the back. I, I do think they've been looking at that in training because that can't just be something that's just changed. you yeah. has mm. got to have be been work put into that. Ah. Mm. Lee, Lee, touching on the back four, away from
3: home, we're now six in nine. We've won six out of nine, which is, which is remarkable considering our, our recent away form over the last few seasons. What, what, what is giving us this
1: platform? Is it the back four? I think again, it's just it's it's the adaptability, um, and you know the the tactical. I don't know whether it's the tactical preparation before games is is much improved under Ancelotti. I think it's there's a number of things that you can point towards. Me, um, I, I noticed that an interesting stat where when in the second half of games of late, where we've not conceded a shot on target in in I think it's four of the last five or six away games we've not conceded a shot. You know. That, that's unbelievable. You know, when you expect to, to go away to teams and you expect to get a little bit of a, a barrage of pressure in the second half, especially when you're ahead or you're leveling a game, you expect the home team to pen your back and, and, and push for, for a winner or an equaliser, whatever it may be. For us to show that level of resilience just shows that how well drilled that defence is. And we've been able to chop and change. You know, we've, we've been forced into that you know, through injury and suspension you know whether it be holgate and godfrey coming in um or our regular full back Coleman and Dean. yeah it it just looks comfortable uh, the, the the two centre backs i think we've stumbled across probably our default centre back pair now with keane yeah, and me agrees yeah um but i don't i don't know it, it gives us a bit of a conundrum it's a nice conundrum to have but what what happens now with 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 Deania coming back as you can't drop him you you he's shown last night i mean His movements and and another assist there for a wobey that first goal just he knew exactly what he was doing, pulling that back into the space. Um, he's pretty much undroppable. So, what then happens with Ben Godfrey because he's been an asset and a half coming in, a great player to have when you've got injuries and stuff. Because you know, we know now put him on the left, he's gonna, he's never gonna let you down. Center back, I think, more long term, he's definitely a center back. I think that's where Ancelotti sees him playing. So, it's a hard one to just put one reason next to it, Mick. I think it's, it's a, a catalogue of things, but whatever is happening on the training ground is, is bearing fruit. Um, mm-hmm. And it, at the end of the day, if you're if you if you're solid if you, and if you're tight at the back, it gives you the platform to mm-hmm. go on and win these yeah. games. Mm-hmm.
3: Carl, the, the immense credit has got to go to the players, hasn't it? Six wins in nine on the road now. And when we go to one up like we did last night, there's such a calmness amongst the players now. There's a real strong mentality and we didn't
0: look like conceding, did we? We looked like seeing the game out, which we did. Absolutely, Mick. We, we never looked like conceding at all. I, I was, you know, in the same frame of mind as, as you just asked me the question there. We never, ever, ever looked like conceding, did we? No. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, this is probably the first time I've seen Everton defend the win this this way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like they were depleted up front, obviously, without Raul, who scores bags of goals, but you know, I think the confidence is oozing through that back four and then it's fidd- fizzling into the midfield and then you've got it like said even Sigurdsson putting a bit of groundwork in where I didn't think he could run as much as he has been. Bearing the mind he didn't have his best game last night, like but I think with the team and the way it's set out now, whenever we go in front, I think there was a stat as well last night on the telly. Um I came up, Everton haven't lost or something for so many since they've been ahead for so long,
3: yeah, it's the last ten games, last ten
0: last games. 10 games. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh my god!" I mean, you, you don't—it it goes unnoticed, doesn't it? And we all know why because we're not really in the press that much. But it goes unnoticed that we have actually got the foundations of a great team that can see out results when we're ahead against teams that probably would expect to lose against.
2: Mm.
3: Ben, we've we've now won as many away games on the road than we had in our previous twenty-eight which is just remarkable, isn't it?
2: Oh, it, it's unbelievable. I've seen a few stats on Twitter, um, having a little nose online, I think. Ancelotti, 19 away games, 10 wins in 12 months, and you put that into contrast with the likes of Koeman and Silver in 30 months, 10 wins, it took them two and a half years to achieve mm. the same amount of wins as Ancelotti has in 12 months now. Mm. It, it's... Like just to reflect on what them two have said, also, it, it, Ancelotti has come in with a proper Italian job. It, it, the defense is the, it's the defence is is the key to Italian football. Um, it it's been superb with me and Akeen at the back. Ben Godfrey slotting in at left left back. It it's it's been great to see. And it it's bizarre, isn't it? We gained nineteen points compared to thirteen points at home. Um, I don't know how that is. We're scoring early away from home. As we've won six, drawn one, and lost two. So. It's it, it's really, really good to see from us from Evertonians for years. that I've always gone away from home and gone, Oh my god, here we go again. To try and trying yeah, try, and, try and scrape point, try and scrape a point. But now we go to these games like Aston Villa on Sunday. I am I'm quietly confident that we can if, if the game goes ahead, that is it, that we can actually go there and, and get a win and not be on the back foot, not worrying that Everton are gonna do an Everton, well everyone like normally says. So it, it's been really, really good to see. And you can clearly see that from, from the training ground. And I even thought Pickford was a lot more commanding last night. There's a few moments where I thought, oh, here we go again. But great position in the wall, brilliantly winning his punches. And I don't know about you, but my, I was panicking again when Ruben Neves had that free kick on like the 88th yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, don't do this to me again, Everton. But no, after that, apart from that one free kick, that second half, I, I thought we looked comfortable. Everyone knew their role. Um, everyone was getting back, putting a shift, and even the substitutions. Andre Gomez, I haven't seen him one that much in over six months. He was everywhere. He was putting, was putting a shift in, and. I really think that the players are really trying to, to get into this starting eleven because you can clearly see Gomez came on with a bit of a view to try and force his way into that, that first eleven last night because I, I thought he, that substitution was the, uh, the change for me, the way that we started playing a bit more football and got the assist for the Michael Keane winner. So the away form for me as an Evertonian is, is brilliant. And if we can reflect that onto some of our home um, record, we can push on uh, and really, really have a really good season. Mm, Carter, sorry, Lee Michael Keane's rightfully getting applauded
3: He's, he's been absolutely outstanding But his partner, Yeri Mina He's also becoming so consistent for us And those little errors that he was making 12, 16 months ago They seem to have disappeared now And, and them two are forming such a good unit together, aren't they?
1: Yeah, up there with the best centre-back pairings in the league for me Mick, Without you know going over the top I don't think that is going over the top at all Um Yerimina, I've certainly had my doubts about Yerimina in the past because he always seemed to have a little bit of a, a hiccup and a mistake in him, but he does seem to have ironed those mistakes out. Um, and those two do look particularly comfortable in each other's presence. Um, even when they're knocking it along the back, you know, when we need to sort of maintain possession, take the sting out of the game and keep at key points in the game, they do that particularly well. Um, they both know when to drive forward into midfield as well and, and use the space that's ahead of them as well to maybe get us a little bit further up the pitch. I've noticed that. Key, we touched upon Keane's distribution. that That's improved tenfold. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a real positive coming out of this season. And it just gives us a headache because we're, we're quite blessed in that a- area with with Godfrey coming in. Uh, Branthwaite, I think, is a, is a massive talent who, who I think now, with the options that we've got, can go out on loan perhaps and, and get himself six months first-team football and come back and be a real, real asset for us in the future as well. And then, of course, you've got Mason Holgate as well. So, blessed in that area, but I do think we've we've stumbled across that pair in which we can we can stick with now and work around.
3: Mm-hmm. Carl, you look at the back four, just touching on it one more time. Holgate right-back, Godfrey left-back, as good as they are, they're going to have to put in some performances, aren't they, to, to dislodge Mina or Keane because them two have been so good you really don't want to separate them now, do you?
0: No, and that's that's your focal point of your team, isn't it? At, at any level, if you get a centre centre back pair and you know it's it's really tough that a centre back can step in if, if they're not doing anything wrong. The only real issue you'll have as a centre back is if you, if you start costing those goals, or you know, unfortunately, the last you're the last man in defence. Aren't you? So if you if you pass the ball and it, it gets intercepted, and you know, silly mistakes like that can cost you your place in the team, and. I think that's what Ancelotti's built, hasn't he? You know, Godfrey and, and Holger can certainly step into centre-back at any given time. Uh, and they've proved that at, at Goffrey, at Norwich, and, you know, Holger at Everton last season and the season before. So, I think with, with the with pressure, players thrive. And I think Meenan and, and Keane have, have took, took the ball by the owners, mate. And I can't see them being lodged any time soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, it's not just the back four, Ben.
3: As a team, as a, as a whole unit, we look so rigid and so solid. Um, in the in the attacking zone, you know, we've scored nine headed goals in the Premier League. I think it's more than any other side. And defensively, I, I know we conceded from a recycled corner set-piece yesterday, but normally they're so tight, aren't they, as a team, as an eleven, defensively for set-pieces where... Under previous
2: managers, we were leaking goals that way, so they're so organized, aren't they? Oh, definitely, Mick. You've uh, you've, you've got to just put the uh, the credit to David Ancelotti there. I believe in training, he's the guy who's sorted all the set pieces going forward and uh, obviously defending them too. And you, like you said, we scored the most headed goals with nine goals. Um, and we, we, we're defending corners and set pieces predominantly well, with the likes of Martinez and Silva just kind of like refused to practice them. But you, you touch on Mina and Keane, so we played 17 games this year, um, and Mina and Keane have started together 15 times now. A pair of them, is, is Mina scored twice, and Keane scored three times. So, they're getting the goals as well. These aren't small guys, Mick. they 6 foot 5 Mina, 6 foot 3 Michael Keane. We've got a big side, and if we could really use that to our advantage. And touching on the Michael Keane, what I was saying before about his passing, He's up there eighty nine point eight percent passing accuracy for the year compared to the past two seasons where he was low eighties, eighty two percent to be precise. So someone, as I said before, is is getting him in and practicing these going through with them, practicing the short, long, medium passes and I, I, like you said, Mina and Keane for me are the ones going forward. They're solid. They seem to have an understanding. Um, Lucas Dean goes straight back into left back as me, as well as Ben Godfrey has been playing. But with Ben Godfrey, he's versatile. He's slotting at left back. Reminds a bit of Jolene Lescott when he went there and he performed really well. Um, he's also can play central defensive midfield if that potentially becomes an option for Carlo, with putting an extra centre off just to cover in that defensive mid position. And now, he's got the speed, he's got the pace. Of, I think he's a phenomenal signing. Ben Godfrey and I was a bit. I didn't really know much about him in the summer, and when he came in, I can't believe how quick he is. How much he's getting Everton Football Club as a whole seems like a family man. Um, but we've conceded twenty-one and kept thirteen clean sheets, um, so we are joined twelve from conceding goals, which isn't that bad. And there's been a bit of bit of problems towards Jordan Pickford and. But to me, just to echo what you were saying before, Michael Keane and Mina, I can't remember any absolute clangers they've dropped when a few years back, the whole Goodison crowd would suddenly get on the back foot as soon as Keane or Mina got hold of the ball. They thought, what's he going to do now? And I don't know if that was affecting him and fans not being there helping him. You just don't know because I know he said before that he affects sometimes his mental health, but... If we can get on it, I'll tell him how good he's been. He's been absolutely superb. Michael Keane, for me, player of the year so far. And Mina, for me, them we've got to play together.
3: Mm. Lee, just touching on Luca Dean, he, he, he came back in. Uh, he's now made 16 assists in the Premier League for Everton, uh, you know, since the start of the 2018-2019 season. And he, he's right up there with, with the very, very best in the
1: league. And he just shown how important he was last night, didn't he? Yeah, he did, Mick. Um... He's irreplaceable for me in terms of a left-back. Uh, I wouldn't swap him for anyone else in the league. Um, he, was, he just loses class. Uh, and that that those numbers that we're talking about there is just unbelievable when you're talking about a left-back. And, you know, you, obviously you look at the goal. You look at the first goal last night and it was noticeable. James, and, and by the way, I just want to pause and, and, and say a word about his performance last night. He was absolutely unbelievable on the ball. That man, I mean, my missus wondering what I was doing downstairs because some of the noises I was making watching <laughs> that match. Um, it, you know, every time he gets the ball, Carl, you touched upon it last week, mate. Every pass is the right pass. He picks the, the perfect option every time he gets the ball. It's weighted perfectly, it's right onto the, the uh, receiving player's foot into mm. his stride. Um, and that he's a risk
0: taker, he's a, a risk taker so, yeah, on yeah. the ball. I mean,
1: it. Carl last night that for that goal Luca Dean was the only player ahead oh, of him when yeah. he received the ball everyone all the other yeah. nine outfield players were behind him he he looked he, he he picked the only forward option he knew he was there didn't he he's so and, positive and he's and, just great oh, the friend. way he picked him out though he, he, he just effortlessly clipped that ball you know into Dean's path yeah. and then Dean did what he did what he always does which was pick the perfect assist for Awobi to run onto, and and he opened his, his body up lovely and finished it brilliant. So yeah, um it, it, it's a difficult one, but he, he's he's a shoe in for, for your starting eleven each week. Luca Dean, um, absolutely love the man, and, and you know we can get him tied down to that new contract the sooner the better because we don't want to be losing him. Mm,
3: Carl, I want to touch on Alex Awobi's performance yesterday. He, he... He's put in another really workman-like performance. He was up and down. He, was, you know, he grabbed himself a lovely goal. He's becoming a, he's becoming a really important player for us, I feel, Alex Awabe. And he's really showing his worth now, isn't he?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mick, he's, uh, he's uh, working with Ancelotti, isn't he? He sees that the model Ancelotti wants him to be, the type of player he wants him to be, and he's adapting to it massively. I mean, for me, he being probably our... Biggest surprise of this season. I wasn't expecting to see a will be even in the box scoring goals, I'll be honest with you, over the last performance I've seen him. But this season, I mean, he's just like a different player, isn't he? And he's fell right into the Ancelotti way of working. He's got the engine, he's got the ability to go past players, which we I never thought he did. He's right now. Um and he's taken two or three players on sometimes, and he's done it a few times this season already. So he's another player who's brimming with confidence, and it'll be tough to get him out of the team as well. He's another one who, who you know, he's getting in there. He knows there's players around that are probably just as good as him. And, you know, it's it's about that having that ability to keep your name on the starting eleven. And I think it will be for me. He's he's one of the main starters moving forward.
2: Ben, what do you think about Alex Iwobi? Just echoing, he's been absolutely superb this year. He puts in a shift which. I, I was a bit. I was one of his biggest critics last year. I thought, why have we signed him? Is it a panic buy? But again, he's got. We haven't got a player like Alex Iwobi who can actually beat a man um, and actually go past players and create space for other players. Now, last night the goal. I, I love seeing him in the box. He's actually pushing forward. That's with confidence, or, or I don't know. But he's playing really, really, really well. He seems very disciplined in his defence. He's taken up some lovely positions and. For me, he's again most one of the most improved players in our squad this year. and massive credit's got to go to him. He's getting his head down. He had a difficult twelve months to start. I think we'd all agree. Uh, yeah. But th- this year he's come on leaps and bounds, and he's uh, he was phenomenal last night again. He, he was my man of the match, to be honest. Last night, I thought he played really well, deserved his goal, and he worked nonstop. And you could see what it means to him with his uh, beans and omelet this morning. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee. Moving on,
3: we're nearly halfway through the season now, and and you know the league does start to take shape around this sort of point. We're sitting in fourth, okay. It is a very very tight league table, but what should be the aim? You know, inside the camp at Goodison Park, what will be the aim now to, to try and achieve this season?
1: Uh, I think there's a possibility, Mick, that the objectives probably changed and shifted as as we've gone on. We we now find ourselves, like you say. You know, a game away from halfway point, and we're we're sat on thirty-two points in the top four. I uh, I don't know why we would try and hold ourselves back here and and, and just say right, a Europa League is our ambition. We we've I, th- I touched upon it earlier on in, in the in the show where I think we've not really got out of third gear. We've we've done we've we've done remarkably well. We've picked up points without necessarily being spectacular for for most of the time. Uh, we've yet to get all our players back fit, like we did in the first two or three games. I think once that happens, we're a match for anyone. And we, should, we I don't know. I, I, I think Ancelotti behind the scenes, Mick, will be reluctant to probably put it, a target on it. I think it's that old cliche, we need to start take this game by game, because if we continue to apply ourselves the way we are, touch up on the home form a little bit, like like Ben mentioned earlier on, um, who knows where we could find ourselves at the end of the season because no, no one's running away with it. I, I don't think there's any outstanding team in, in the league this year. I think, obviously, Van Dyke's injuries hurt Liverpool no end. They, they look a shadow of the team that they were last year. City are in transition uh, and they're, they're a little bit in and out. Um, the, the rest of the teams, you know, it, it's all much of a much, muchness when you talk of us, United, Spurs, Chelsea, you know, the, the packing behind that. Uh, what I'd what I'd like to point out is that I think we've probably proven that. I I, I think it's doing Everton a bit of a disservice putting us in the same category as the likes of Wolves and Southampton and stuff. We're not we're, we're better than that, and we we need to be aiming for minimum top. If, if you're asking me the question, we need to be aiming for top four this season.
3: Yeah, Carl. People are going to start, especially the Everton supporters. You know, we are going to start looking looking beyond top six and thinking. You know, we can gate
0: crash the top four. Do you think it's possible? Well, it's easy to run away with ourselves after last night's performance, isn't it, Mick? We're on a high year, aren't we? I mean, I don't know what our high leagues on there, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Lack of sleep. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, you're insight to everyone's opinion, aren't we, on this one? But for me, personally, I, I, I think top four's just a little bit too far away at the moment, I'll be honest, Mick. Um, top six, yeah, very, very possibility. Of getting in that top six and I think easily I'm just not too sure about the top four but like we've said off air again you know we are still in the FA Cup as well so it depends where we swing with that doesn't it I suppose Uh, the squad is still you know a couple of injuries away from being an average bang average team even though we did win last night with with a couple of makeshift players playing in false nines etc but you know, I think the FA Cup is still a massive, massive um, cup that we should be going after, and yeah. taking all in consideration, I think I'd be more than happy with sixth. Uh, I'd take mm. sixth, yeah, and, and, and FA, a good FA Cup one. Mm. Ben, what, what do you think the aim should be now?
2: Um, I'm very much game by game. Um, but if you look at the stats, so we played 17 games overall, averaging 1.88 points per game, so. If we carried on at the form we're in now, that'll take us up to 71 points. Not saying we will, but if we do. And last year, that would got us third position in the Premier League. So, at the moment, I personally would like to see us European football, so top six. But I'd give all that up for a trophy, to be honest. I'd love just the FA Cup. It'd be absolutely, I'd be absolutely over the moon. If you wouldn't see me for a few weeks partying, even though it's the FA Cup, but... just desperate for the trophy. But there's no reason why we can't now push on for that top four. We've had this depleted squad and we're still getting results. We're just finding ourselves very hard to beat, which a lot of top clubs are very hard to beat. They have off days and they get the three points, which we're finding ourselves in now. If we can just take a few more points at home and just take it game by game, just kick on. We'll get Aston Villa on, on Sunday if it goes ahead and... Get another three points and just keep going game by game. There's no reason our squad for the first three games this year can't get top four football. You look at like the Leicester, the Tottenham. We absolutely destroyed Tottenham on that first day. I know, I know they've come back and got more players. We destroyed Leicester away from home with not a full squad. It's there to be tough. We need to just get our everyone focused and just take it game by game for me. But I'd absolutely be over the moon with top four, but. For me, personally, top six. European football, um, mm. for me, is the aim. Mm. Just touching on what Ben's just said there, Lee. The league is so tight, and
3: with us still in the mix at this point of the season now, would we be missing a chance by not investing
1: in this window and really going for it? Possibly, make i have a bit a few people saying that. Um, I, th- I think if options are out there, and obviously we've got a team of people whose job it is to identify if there is or there isn't, then I, I would be going for it. We've got the money. I think Alan Smith mentioned it in commentary last night. We, we've got the money and, and, you know, brands and machinery have have shown that they're certainly not scared, scared to spend the money. So if if there's an option out there, then I would absolutely be going forward and, and pushing to bring someone in. Maybe Certainly maybe in that right back area. Um, that's an area we've identified as an area we could improve uh, on previous shows. So, yeah, um. There's an opportunity this year. You think back to that year. Remember when, when Leicester and Tottenham, and the, and the league was particularly weak. Sometimes circumstances just fall in line, and you know teams will be in different situations for one reason or another, whether that be injuries, transitional periods, whatever. I think we find ourselves in that uh, situation with with this season, and there's a possibility for someone to to sneak up from the pack and and get crashed that top four and. The signs are very, very good that it could be us this year. Um, you know, points wise, we're, we're in a really healthy position, um, and I think second half of the season, I think confidence is really, really high. If we can push on from here, the, and another addition could cement that, uh, perhaps. Because I know I, I, you've asked the question of the other lads there, with you know, where do you think that they can finish? Being completely honest, you know, Liverpool are better than us. Um, Man City are better than us, I'd say. Probably Tottenham on the day um, when when everyone's fully fit. I think I think Tottenham are better than us as well. Other other than that, um, I, I'm struggling, uh, you know. And, and I include Man United in that as well. They're on a decent run, but everything's going their way. I think they've had some very favourable fixtures of late as well. Um, you know, they've had about sixty five penalties as well. Yeah. I think. You know, you look at United, you look at Chelsea, they're very much in transitional. Arsenal aren't even coming into the equation. Leicester, we, we have got just as much, if not more, of a, of a chance this season to get that fourth spot. Um, so, I think that's what... I think behind the scenes, I think our Ancelotti will know that as well. And I think if we take it game by game and try not to get too carried away, which I'm very much getting carried away here, by the way, yeah. then <laughs> then it's there. If we, if, if we want it, it's there.
3: Mm. Carl, would you be would you be tempted if you were Machiri and, and Ancelotti and Brands now to invest and, and really well, go Well, yeah, for it? I
0: think that was the blueprint, wasn't it? I think they, they wanted to see how, you know, we, we could adapt with the team that we've got and they've invested a lot of money into the club, as we well know. So, I'd be happy to see a few more additions, yeah? I think, you know, if we get a few more additions, I think if you ask me that question again, Mick, about where you see us going... You know, I could I could change that very very quickly, uh, especially with the three additions that he's already made under Carlo. Uh, I think if you're going to put the trust in him and say, look, you know, the blueprints there, the defence is strong. What what do you want next? And he and he goes X Y Z. Then I think the players that he brings in are instantly going to improve the team, which then improves the morale again, and then makes the players believe even more that we are capable of finishing. In Champions League spot.
3: Ben, this is the first season in in many years where we are really in the mix for—I don't want to say it—but top four, maybe top six. We're still in the FA Cup. In my opinion, I think it's a very good time, maybe to really go for it. There's no other team that are really pulling up trees. If your brands, Mascheri, Ancelotti, do you do you go
2: for it? But a big shout out's got to go to Farah Mascheri for continued investments in the club. Uh, buying more shares, a bit of a, a dodgy-looking account balance, time and time again, and that's with his own money. So he deserves. He's, we've got a great owner who's willing to put money into the club. Now we're in a position like we just, like all the lads have said, then that we are, we are, we can't not the night. We're in the mix there for top four football. We are, and for me, I, I think two signings away of being a really, really good squad. Like someone's mentioned before, a right back. We're desperate in need for a young right-back who's going to look to bomb forward and get back. I, I think we're short still in the, the right-wing striker department too. Um, I know Iwobi's been playing brilliantly, but I think we've seen the end of Mo- Moise Keane. I think he's, uh, from Carlo's interview the other day, he looks like to be on his way even now in the summer. We don't know. Probably more so in the summer. But do do we look to maybe spend that money now? and? really go for it because we've seen last night we've had an injury to Calvert-Lewin he clearly doesn't trust Towson now was, was that a, a show to the board last night look <laughs> I'm so short of options off front Calvert-Lewin my top scorer I was injured Tosun saying apparently he was tired with Charleston carrying a bit of a knock and it, 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 could, it could have backfired last night it didn't because every, everyone got behind it, as we discussed already but it would have eased a lot more fans to see a proper striker up there on top. Now, it's hard to say he was available. January's always a hard window to to obviously to go for. You look at Norwich, Max Ahrens, his name's been touted about. Now, they're looking to get promoted back to the Premier League, so they're going to probably want an inflated fee for Max Ahrens, probably more than we should actually pay, because the cost of coming back to the Premier League is over £100 million for the football club, so they've got to weigh that all up into, what, in, in, into their consideration, into their accounts. So it's a hard one for me. I, I'd love to do it if the right deal becomes available. I don't want to be overpaying again for, for players who are older and going to cost money and be on big wages and sal- big salaries again. Like We've learned from the past with certain players where we're giving out these big contracts and, and it's backfiring and it's leaving us getting crippled in the accounts. Now, thanks to Mishiri, he he's continued backing up the football club that he's getting us out there for mucky stuff so for me if the right deal becomes available and we're not overpaying then we we should go for it and personally I'd love to see us go for it right back strike right wing for me mm.
3: Just touching on the FA Cup Lee um, Sheffield Wednesday at home and then in the fifth round if we get through that we more than likely will have Tottenham at home um, are you, what what are your thoughts on that are you happy with that? Yeah
1: ish obviously it could have been better um, but Obviously, look at the positives. Only two home draws. Um, you'd like to, you'd like to think we'll get through the the Sheffield Wednesday tie if we apply ourselves properly. I think I, I certainly can't see Ancelotti going with a really weak side. I think he's going to take this competition seriously now, especially now we're out of the League Cup. Um, and then Tottenham at home, really, really difficult. I've just mentioned Tottenham as a, you know, a, they're a top side. Um, I've I've always sort of like Tottenham um and, and they've got a squad filled of with class players and i think it all depends on how seriously they take it Mick, and you know are they going to prioritize the FA cup they've got a they've got the um uh is it, are they through to the final of the league cup or they've still got to play the yes
2: yes that's right.
1: through yeah so that i mean you'd like suppose you'd like Tottenham to go on and win the uh the league cup and or hope that they're, they're going to prioritize that because I think it's it's a difficult game. If they if they start you, Kane and Son and all the big hitters and stuff like that, it could go either way. Let's be honest against Tottenham at home. Um, but you know, on the right day, um, like I've said, we, we've shown we're capable of beating anybody. So we've just got to stay stay positive, I, I suppose.
0: Mm. Carly you, well, you you gonna be happy happy the best seems haven't you? To win the FA Cup, so no matter what, you're gonna you're gonna face a Premier League team, so no better than facing them early on in the competition I suppose and as to later on when they they have got a decision on whether they're going to play the best team or not you know we might be meeting Tottenham at a good time they might have a few fixtures piled up or congestion with what's going on in the world at the moment so it might work out alright for us Mick I'm happy with the draw yeah
3: Mm, uh, Ben I'm quite happy with the draw you know it's it's two home fixtures and I always feel that's that's all you can ask for really Uh, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, um, I think it's a good draw for Everton. It could have been a lot worse. Um, it's going to be a two home games against, let's say we get Tottenham and it's going to be hard to play Tottenham at a good side. We've got Jose Mourinho who is again a very tactical manager and very good. So, it, it could have been a lot worse for I me. Mean, I, I was, I, was I, I would have talked that before the actual draw. was. Uh, I, w- I was adamant we were going to get Liverpool or City away like we always seem to do with this round of the Cup. So, I'm hoping that, like I said, Tottenham have got other things to play our size And on, on our day, we could beat Tottenham with a full squad. We'll have hopefully Allen back by then. He's obviously massive in that midfield. Calvert-Lewin hopefully back. And we can find the pockets of space against them and expose them. We've just got to be careful like Son and obviously Kane, who's well-classed. But it, it's again, it, it, they're going to have to start doing squad rotation. The fixtures are starting to build enough for Tottenham. And um, let's just get past the Sheffield Wednesday first and then we'll, we'll, we'll look at that. But for me, I, I was... Uh, quietly happy about the, the draw. It could have been a lot worse for me, but like you said, we've got to play Premier League teams at some point, so let's get it done with now and let's crack on and really okay. and take this FA Cup seriously this year. Mm.
3: Okay, guys, that's all we've got time for today, unfortunately. Uh, we are back Sunday with another very, very special guest in Michael Ball. Hopefully, that will be after the uh, Aston Villa game. It's all dependent on whether that goes ahead or not. Uh, that is obviously to be confirmed. In the meantime, take care. Look after yourselves. Lee, Carl and Ben, thanks for joining me. It's always a pleasure. Ben, thanks for coming on.
2: No, Uh, please.
3: Thank you very much. No, no problem. Thank you very much. And we will be back Sunday. Thanks for listening and take care. Take care, surely. Bye,
2: everyone.